According to Mike and Tony is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Yo, it's Tony Two Tony, and I just took a shot with Mike and Tony, so what's good? We a little fucked up in this motherfucker, but we gonna get it right. <laughs> hey, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Take One from Smoke That Entertainment. You're listening to According to Mike and Tony, Colorado Stand Up. After a nice long break, we're back at it again, my friend. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Yes, great Thanksgiving. Uh, turkey set up on the whole thing. I did like a traditional turkey, you know, in the oven because I usually just smoke my turkey, just take it outside and like barbecue it for like the whole oh, damn. four or five hours. But what I did this time, I was like, I'll go traditional route since I'm the cooking, the cooking, the cooking, the house, in the house and. Bought the turkey Saturday night. Okay, bought it Saturday night and left it in the fridge Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And they said, you, like, three to four days, you need to thaw this thing, right? so hard as a rock, yeah, Dude, it's it? fucking hard as a rock Tuesday night. <laughs> I put my turkey in a cooler and brought a turkey with me to work and did the water thawing way. While you were working? While I was working. So every 30 fucking minutes, I was changing the water in this giant-ass cooler with a turkey in it, and people were just like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah, holy shit. That's dedication, man. People had to have been looking at you so weird. Yeah, but it turned out good, and it was, uh, it was worth all the Thanksgiving effort. was saved. That's cool, man. Yeah, what about you? Uh, yeah, Thanksgiving was fun. Same old. You know, we had a lot of family over, ate a lot of good stuff. Uh had a uh, took the kids to Disney on the Ice because we had a whole week off too. Yeah. We had a nice little break, yeah. which was which was kind of cool. We very rarely take those. I think it's our third since we started. Yeah, right? exactly. But uh, no, I'm stoked to be back to it again. Had a show Friday night. You came out and hung out a little bit, which was cool. Toad Tavern. Yeah, the Toad Tavern. Um, no, it was good. It was good. It was good. So uh, today, let's let's really uh, get into this shit. Now we got a really cool guest here today. Uh, she is a musician and a model as well, songwriter, etc. Uh, Roxy Lee Hart, welcome to According to Mike and Tony. Hello. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for letting me be on your show. Yeah. How was your Thanksgiving? It was pretty nice. Well, I, uh, my husband and I just moved to, to back to California from Colorado. So this was my first, you know, holiday away from my parents and his parents and his son. But mm-hmm. I have family here, so it was like a different, you know. It was nice to be in a different experience, but also kind of bittersweet, you know? Okay. So you like a Friendsgiving or just like a smaller Thanksgiving? Um, yeah, it was, well, it was, it was pretty small, but it was my grandma and my, and her sister. And then, uh, my cut, my mom's cousins were there and oh, well, a cool. couple of my cousins. Yeah. But it was okay. nice. Right on. Yeah. So are you, you're from California, right? Originally? I am, but I lived in Colorado since sixth grade. Okay. Oh, wow. Where, yeah. So where were you born in yeah. California? Um, actually, I moved back to the same city. I'm, I'm born, I was born in Anaheim, but I grew up in, in Redondo Beach or okay. South Bay. It's like what the whole area is called. Gotcha. Yeah. Did, were you a Lakers fan growing up? Uh, no, I don't do sports. Don't <laughs> care about <them. laughs> Don't give a I'm shit. I like drink and eat and socialize with my friends, but so that's. A part of it I like, but I don't care about the actual actual sports. Oh yeah, well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Just had to ask. Living in Anaheim, they played there for a lot of years. They moved, right? I think they played. That was when it was at the Forum. Yeah, like we used to play at the Forum. Yeah. I grew up in Cal- Anaheim. I didn't like ever live there. I don't know why, but I was born there, and then they came back up to where we lived. <laughs> to, you know. 
That's it was cool. the 80s. It was crazy. <laughs> so, uh, so what brought you back out to California uh, again? Well, when I moved to Colorado, I like hated it, and I was so mad that I had to do. That. So I just had this like burning desire to get back here that was just that lasted forever. So it was kind of something I had to do, and plus with my career, you know, it's it's there's a lot more opportunity out here than there there was in Denver. So it was just sure. kind of something. I do you know yeah no that makes a lot of sense that's kind of what i suspected um which i that's one of the biggest things we want to talk about um you do do multiple things but it seems like uh, first and foremost you are a musician uh and your shit yeah. is dope we've uh, been listening to it here this morning oh. listening to your soundcloud yeah. page yeah <laughs> so good your vocal chops are amazing your range is is really good and obviously you surround yourself with uh other talented people too from a production standpoint um i can't remember the guy's name who's the guy who was rapping on that one track we were listening to the first one live from the empire i think it was called oh, oh, oh. Uh, probably lex lennox dublin yeah oh yeah that's right oh my god i love him it's He's so talented so good so good. why don't you tell us about how you got started in music and at what age and sort of how that happened um well i grew up in a musical household my uh my dad is a musician my grandma is a singer and i you know kind of just was hanging out with my dad like my whole childhood was just hanging out with my dad and just playing songs and singing his guitar with his guitar. And I've always done it. Like there was never a time when I was not, you know, a singer or a musician or a songwriter. It's just been, you know, kind of, kind of like one of those things, like, I know that's why I'm here, what I'm here for. I've never yeah. had like any question. It's like something inherent in me that I've known, like I'm here to do music. So, you know, been oh, doing yeah. it forever. <laughs> very very cool that's really cool that that's exciting for me to hear too because i've got three kids and uh i'm a musician myself i don't know if you know that and i so i play with my kids are down here all the time using the microphones and singing and stuff and so i think maybe maybe someday it could be the same uh i just i'm really impressed by you and what you're doing not just from you know your your chops and your talent as far as music goes um but you're out there really getting it i, I can't remember where i saw it but i think i saw it was either your instagram or maybe twitter or something like that where you were maybe it was even facebook where you were talking about how um, you were out there doing music, but people were asking you, you know, are you still playing music? Which yeah. was dumbfounding yeah. to me when I, you know, you, all you have to do is Google you. And I mean, you're all yeah, over I, the place. <laughs> just Google me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was like, that was a wake up call for me though, because you know, like I know what's going on in my life. I know what I'm doing, but if you don't like put it out there and on social media every day, and, you know, it's just kind of weird how that is, like, what you have to do nowadays. Like, there so definitely true. are ways to go around it. And, you know, obviously, social media is not the only avenue and certainly shouldn't be, you know, the only one you pursue. But it definitely is very necessary. And, you know, it's just, it's a weird, it's a whole weird animal. But that kind of motivated me, you know, people were like, oh, you still doing music? And, like, that's that's what I do. Like, you know, like if I'm not doing, I'm not, so, you know, yes, I am. Yeah. It's damn cool. Um, now you got a lot of songs out. How, how does that whole process work for you? Usually you write obviously too, because Mike was telling me you're working on an EP right now that you're, you're still writing. Yeah. Um, usually for the, especially the stuff I have out minus the one track boys, that was something that kind of like popped into my head as like a complete song. And Such a good song, by the way. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, me and Noe, he's from Colorado. He, um, we just got together and we had that, the track written in like in three hours. And it was just like, 
I knew exactly like how it was supposed to sound and he just like elevated it. And that was, that was the only song that I have out right now that has been just like, pretty, like I would say 75% just came from my mind, you know, like obviously he's was, is more of a musician, like with instruments than I am. So he was able to do so much more than I ever, you know, thought was going to be on there. But with the rest of them, um, a lot of times the way I write is just, you know, if I get a track from somebody or, or a, you know, an instrumental or whatever, I listen to the music and I just kind of get really into it. And the song kind of like writes itself. Like I pull the melodies out and then the lyrics just kind of like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's like, they're almost like already written. It's really weird. It's just like kind of getting to that place where you can get the information in a language that you can speak to like present it. Does that make sense? Oh, completely makes sense. No, 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 that totally makes sense. Um, very cool. And I think a crucial part of that and for that to actually work, uh, and have such good music like you do, I think it ha you have to be working with good people. There's no way around it. Um, because obviously the yeah. production on these songs is amazing, which is why I can hear what you're saying where you kind of feel like, wow, this is sort of already there. Um, but it does need that, you know, that front, that main melody and the lead vocal. Um, how long, so you've right. been singing since you were, since you were a little kid. Your entire life. Yeah. Did you ever get any kind of training or anything or mostly just singing with your dad? Um, I, I was in choir throughout school and then, um, I have taken one vocal lesson. I really need to take more, but it was wow. awesome. Yeah. For but you to, hear, to like, hear you say that makes me really think I should go look up some lessons. <laughs> oh my God. Cause you, I mean, you don't know, you don't know what you're doing until someone that knows, you know, that can recognize it can say, okay, this is what you're doing right. This is what you're doing wrong. Like, yeah, yeah totally and so much of that isn't just getting better right a lot of that is also just like looking after the health of your throat and the longevity of your career and that yeah. kind of stuff too huh? and just i mean it's like it's it's like no-brainer stuff like you know when you're for th things such as like reaching for like big notes high and big notes you know without falsetto it's really easy if you do it the right way but you know when you don't know how to do it it's it's like straining and you're yelling yeah. and you're like trying to get you know it's like it's just things that they just show you like how about you do it this way, you know? And it, you're like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And it is much easier. Yeah, totally. Where you have to like go deep from the sort of from your gut when you hit those high notes, it makes it easier. And the tendency, at least for me right. has been to like try to squeeze it out, you know, hit that really high note and you end up <laughs> cracking and shit. It's not good. It's not good for your throat. John Merritt or uh, Adele, it man, you know, hurt your voice box there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, that happens to a lot of singers, and I think that's a big part of it is lack of training. Probably you get those nodules and stuff from. Yeah, yes, that's. I don't. I don't know that. But what you're saying sounds right, so I'm gonna have to agree with. You. Yeah, I pretend like I know shit a lot. <laughs> so you, uh, you do the, you do the singing songwriting. Um, obviously, vocalist. I saw a while ago that you were picking up a guitar. What? And you were playing. How is how's that going for you? <laughs> playing the guitar. Um, it's actually super awesome. I didn't like like I said, my dad plays guitar. He's really good and we sat down one time and he tried to teach me and it lasted like five minutes and we were both like, Oh, this isn't working. <laughs> so I never and he sent me I've had his guitar for probably eight years. He sent it to me a long time ago and I've never used it like ever and um i just kind of after i moved out here and, and like that thing happened when someone was like are you still doing music and i was just like okay i need to get everything out you know and i just started taking lessons finally i don't know what i was afraid of just you know the work i guess of having to sit there and just hammer you know everything in there but i'm so glad i'm doing it and 
I think I, I barely know three songs and I can already tell how much it's improving, you know, my songwriting and, you know, just being able to like stay in the key you're in and, you know, ad living things it like, it helps tremendously. It's really weird. So awesome. That's really cool. So do you play any instruments at all? Is this your first? No. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. You sing so well. I guess all the choir and, and just doing that your whole life and being surrounded by musicians helps with that. Yeah. Pretty cool. I mean, like, I can sight read. I know, I know sheet music and stuff. I can, like, you know, pound out notes on a piano, like, with my with one hand, but I can't do, like, a whole, you know, not chords and stuff like that. So yeah. this is the first time I'm actually playing an instrument. And, you know, I'm 32, so you can do it anytime. You do? Hell yeah, you can. <laughs> did you, um... <laughs> Did you ever, did you learn to read music at all when you were in choir? Was that part of it at all? Or you, I mean, I guess you have. Yeah, it yeah, was okay. part of it. It's been, I mean, I graduated high school, like what, 12 years ago. So it's been a long time, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's in there somewhere. <laughs> awesome. 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 So, um, working on the EP, doing some of the songwriting and everything like that. Um, when are you anticipating that's, uh, going to drop? Man, <laughs> I'm thinking spring. Okay. Maybe I. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say because uh, I've got I've got four songs that are already um, done and ready to go to the studio for recording, and then two that I'm waiting on two instrumentals more than waiting from to get back from the producer, and then I'll have to write those um but the four that are ready to go i'm gonna start recording this week uh, i don't know it's just so it's so hard to <laughs> no say pressure, like you no never pressure. know when things are gonna come up. yeah for sure and i think that's a better and, way yeah, <laughs> too to go along with them so like that takes a long time say that one more time i didn't catch oh that my god time. oh i was just saying we also want you know music videos to go with the songs but music oh. videos take a long time to do so it's so i don't know what to do yeah, I mean, you had that. I need guidance. <laughs> you had that. Uh, um, I need Yeah, you talking about the the music video? You had that one like, a year ago. The animal. How long did that take to shoot? We shot that in. Oh, well, it took about three months to shoot, but we only had three shooting days. It was just kind of like getting everyone coordinated, you know. So we had like July, August, or June, July, and August. We had a shooting day one each month, and then. Um, and we did all that ourselves. My husband shot it. Wow. I edited it. Like it was so. I mean, it was hard. And I was. I've never done anything like that. He'd never shot a video. So that. <laughs> I know it's not. But that was the first time, you know, effort of doing all that. So I think we did pretty, pretty all right with it. Pretty fucking amazing is the word I'd use. It's really awesome. And the, even the camera, like that's a super good camera. Obviously, that you, that he was using. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's he's a photographer. So oh. that part. You is inherent that art direction of it so thank god you know we had his direction on there but Damn, yeah what a, that was fun and hard <laughs> where was that uh where'd you shoot that where were the locations at we shot um the outs the bar scenes were done at uh bar bar yep. in denver yep. outdoor one <laughs> and then the inside scenes were shot at what i called fart bar but don't tell them that um <laughs> what's uh philly Penn Street, Penn Street Pub on Penn and 13th. Okay. And, uh, oh yeah, the walking down the streets, that was just all down 13th at night because I lived right there and we just were like out there shooting. 
And then um, the indoor scenes where she was trapped, that was at my brother-in-law's, in his basement. Those are their storage units. Oh. And then uh, the out the end part when the field was out Cherry Creek Reservoir. Okay, nice. Nice, nice. Yeah, that was a pretty good video. Um, and I see you got a good amount of hits on that. You have, I mean, again, your social media is off the charts, especially your freaking Instagram. Your that Instagram is out of control. Yeah, and you're beautiful, by the way. You're a model as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I spend way too much time on Instagram. That's why it's... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a good team you and your husband make, though, huh? Because he's a photographer and you're a model. That works out really well. I would imagine. Yeah, you know, that's how we both started. It's just like, I wanted to model, he wanted to take pictures, and we learned together, you know? And, like, that's, it really helped both of us because we were able to experiment without any, like, you know, no one's going to think you're weird or you just do what you do. I know that you don't know what you're doing, and, you know, I don't know what I'm doing, so we can just, like... Gotta start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's super awesome. At what point did you start getting into the modeling thing? Like, when were you, were you interested in that from a young age, too, or...? Um, well, as Mike can attest, cause, um, if you don't, I'm sure no one knows this yet, but Mike and I went to high school together. We were in Spanish throughout all of high school together. That's um, crazy. Mike was telling me that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was, I was, I was, I would call myself, um, an ugly duckling or something of that sort really? because I was definitely, um, not like, um, attractive. <laughs> so, uh. I always wanted to be a model, but you know, it took um, it took a little bit of transformation Tuesday to get to that point. Yeah, you were definitely not uh, tatted up or any of that sort. <laughs> um, I was not tatted up when I was fourteen. That's correct. <laughs> uh, no, well, nowadays, shit, dude. There's I've know, seen like yeah, they do fucking high school kids days. playing basketball and stuff like that. Tatted up, dude. Just yeah, it's insane, man. I think it's cool. Yeah, people shouldn't give a fuck. It's one of those things. That's one of my pet peeves. It's like the whole job thing. You know, if you got it, if certain places are okay, certain places aren't. You have to be able to hide it and all that kind of stuff. It's like just get the fuck over everything. That's people. why I take my hands. Yeah. yeah, it's like, well, that's it. This is me. There's no hiding it. So um, <laughs> for everybody that's listening, um, it's Roxy Lee Hart. I mean, if you Google her, you see her. Um, she tatted up. You know, she's, uh, I wouldn't almost say like suicide girled out almost. You have everything going to. But that. that's like, well, yeah, it's not that. yeah, that's not the same, but I'm just saying <laughs> so not, like that's not. No that, offense to suicide girls. Yeah. We all love looking at, you know, everybody, right? I don't yeah. know, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not quite. When was that, your, uh, no. so when was your first tattoo? What was it? <laughs> it was a butterfly on my lower back, and <laughs> I would say that is a sign of my generation and era. <laughs> That's like my dad with his barbed wire around his arms. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> my brother has the barbed wire um, armband. <laughs> We're all good there. Um, I was 20, so no excuses. And uh, Oh, yep. no, you, that's a perfect excuse, being 20, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't start I was so like I was very I didn't really drink or like smoke or anything in high school or anything I did everything I started doing was like after I was old enough to know better and like make the decision I don't know I was like <laughs> yeah I'm gonna do this that's funny I relate <laughs> to that too though I was super straight edge in high school and was like the nerdy guy taking all the AP classes I didn't do I never drank nothing then I got out and went to college and sort of discovered everything in my 20s <laughs> <laughs> I was the uh, I was pretty, like, yeah. I got cool Thankfully. Yeah, cool in college. 
Now was, you know, Mike, uh, you knew me. I was not cool. So yeah. I, I had to do, become a little butterfly. <laughs> I love it. It's like the perfect story, you know, the ugly duckling into the swan concept. Yeah. That's Beautiful. what, in high school, I was the, uh, I don't know, probably the Klaus clown, if everybody wants really? to. Yeah, if everyone wants to qualify <laughs> that one. Yeah. fucking guess that, Mike Pierce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, yeah, your modeling is taking off really good. Um your music's taken off. It looks like again you're you're coming back on it. Um, anything else with the modeling that's going on for the future? Or are you just focus on music more right now. Um. Well, I do. I uh, okay. So I'm just gonna do a little bit of backstory. Part of the reason why that whole thing with you know are you still a musician happened is because, and this goes back to answer the question of when I started modeling. Um, I when I realized like that I could do it, um, it was like 2011 and, and where I was at that point was that I was trying to make a presence for myself online, but I didn't have any music to put out. So I started modeling to, um, you know, at least have an audience to release my music to I was ready. Um, so that's kind of where that came from. And Oh, I totally forgot the first question or the original question. Oh, that's okay. That makes a lot of sense though. <laughs> how you would do that especially when you describe sort of the way you write now and the way you work it's always it involves other people so that actually makes a lot of sense that it would have started that way i had and how you got started in modeling was the other question i think so or, oh, yeah, or maybe yeah. it was or maybe okay. I, yeah something about music as or oh no, no you're asking about modeling yeah i have one goal i want for 2016 is to get a cover i haven't had a cover yet and like all of my friends like all of my model friends have been on a cover except me so. <laughs> like a cover of a magazine is that what that yeah, like a tattoo mag. I mean, uh, I mean any magazine, but, you know, a tattoo magazine or, or you know something like that is that's a 2016 modeling goal for me. But I don't really like to model. Um, mm. It's I mean it's fun. It's like you know going and playing dress up and getting makeup done and hanging out with you know people in the industry is fun. But it definitely uh, doesn't make me feel like good about myself. You know, it makes me feel more self conscious when I when I'm done shooting. So. It's not something I like to really put my focus on because then when I do p to put too much focus into modeling, that's when people are, start asking, like, you know, are you still doing music? And I just want to make sure that music is my number one, you know, forefront because that is my passion. Modeling is not, you know, my passion. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And it definitely comes through in your music and stuff. You can hear there's a lot of dedication to that. And that's really cool. Uh, so what's, uh, what do you, where do you see yourself in, in, uh, say five, 10 years? If, I mean, obviously that a lot of things happen between then and now, but if you could have things go exactly how you want, where do you see yourself in five or 10 years? Um, I would, my goal in life is to be, you know, uh, I don't I don't know how to say this without sounding super cheesy, but you know, like a big pop star. That's like all I've ever wanted. And yeah. I know that's like, you know, sure. Everyone has that goal or a lot no. of people do, but not me, <laughs> not, me. <laughs> <laughs> not you guys, but well, um, the American dream shit. Just, I don't know. I want success in my, in my desired field. And, you know, I, I'd say in five years, I would love to, you know, have like, some nice commercial success in you know the u.s and the rest of the world and then in 10 years i want to start my own label and i want to i'm, I'm also going to start learning how to produce that's something that i've been um, kind of putting on the back definitely started in 2016 but i want to start i want to make i want to uh how do i word this 
I want to bring other female artists up. I want to, like, find other girls that are, you know, doing their thing and produce music for them and then put their music out. Like, that's a, my long-term goal is to have, like, a female music label where we, you know, help empower girls and girl power and women yes. and all that shit. And, Love you know, it. Yeah. Love it. That's awesome. Um, are you doing live shows right now? Um, did you ask if I'm doing live shows? Yeah. Because I know you're working on the um, EP. I'm, yeah, I, uh, I'm not doing anything right now because I want to learn the guitar. I feel like, it's like, you know, I've done a lot of shows where I'm just up there singing and it's, you know, as much as obviously I love to do that, I'll do that all day. I, I would really like to bring something, you know, to the show that is a little more involved than just standing there singing a song to people. So I'm waiting until um, I'm proficient enough to do like an acoustic set. And then I work at this really amazing music venue um, out here in the South Bay. So they ask me all the time when I'm going to play. So as soon as I'm ready, I can start. Oh, that's so cool. I love that you're doing that and it'll add a whole new dynamic too. And you've got such a music background and I think that it'll come to you, especially now that it's one of those things, learning an instrument is like either it catches or it doesn't. It sounds like when you were younger, maybe it just didn't catch, but this time it definitely has where you've sort of caught that passion for it and how the fingers doing. (laughs) They're good. They're getting better. The tips are getting calloused and they don't hurt as much, you know? (laughs) Awesome. That's what I did. I went from, uh, um, so I can play the I can play the ukulele pretty good. Yeah, pretty cool. decent. Indeed. Um, but I I told Tony um a while ago. This was probably like two three years ago. I was like, I got a guitar, dude. I'm gonna play the guitar. I'm gonna learn all this stuff. And you know, ukulele for the most part has nylon strings. And then you go to an acoustic guitar where there's freaking metal strings. And I was telling him, I was like, man, that kind of takes it out on your fingers, dude. <laughs> I was like, I just can't do it. <laughs> and then the other thing that's uh, I credit uh, um people who play the guitar that are singer songwriters musicians is being able to play and sing at the same time that shit is fucking hard <laughs> i try to do banana pancakes because my daughter on the ukulele and that is so hard you guys yeah oh, that's hilarious oh man and it's funny to hear you talk about that too about um you've done the thing where you have you know no instrument you're just singing or whatever and you kind of want to add that element of having the guitar whereas sometimes i feel the opposite because i've been a, a pretty much a solo singer songwriter guy my my ever, since i started playing music and so i've always liked the idea of being able to sort of put the, something down and like i played in a couple of bands before and i just love that feeling of have that freedom you know of just holding the mic and moving right. around the stage and stuff so it's cool to be able to do well, both, other- probably I left like a really great band in Denver and that's another thing that's kind of hard. It's like, I just, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't want, I, I don't think I'll be able to replace that. And, you know, I could ease, I could have gone, came here and looked for another cover band to join, but I just, I don't know. We have like a, like a really good chemistry going on. I don't want to like mess that magic. And I see these, you know, I see, I mean, I see three to four bands a night and I'm just like, like you know i'm just like oh god we could have nailed this and i you know i just i don't know if it would be the same without those guys so that's why i'm just kind of like focus on my solo shit focus on my guitar like better myself as a musician so that i can deliver the kind of show that i feel is you know on par with what i want to give and you know that's what i'm gonna do fucking love it absolutely love it um and now and 
it's so hard. I know it's it's never cool when you're comparing people most of the time. And but I didn't know if you've heard comparisons before. But I, which song was it? I was thinking of it in. I think it was in. Yeah, it was Animal we were listening to. And I don't mean necessarily stylistically, but just kind of vocally. Have you ever been compared to Madonna at all? Or is that a oh, new? okay? No, someone just told me that exact same thing like two days ago. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's same hilarious. exact thing. He was like. I was playing Animal for my daughter. It was a photographer I just shot with on Tuesday. And he's like, yeah, my, I let my daughter listen to your music. And he's like, I was playing Animal. And I, we were in the car. And I turned to her and I was like, who does this sound like? And she was like, that crazy lady? Which I guess is Madonna. But. <laughs> 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 like, you sound like that. And that's really cool. Because, I mean, that was my number one influence growing up as a child really? in the 90s. Damn. Madonna was everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's damn cool. Thank well, you. yeah, and, you, and you've definitely got your own flavor for sure. I mean, you've got your own style completely. And like I said, stylistically, it's a bit different, but your voice is, is very similar. And, and it's really impressive, like the range and the dynamics you have. Um, what, there was one song, I can't remember which one it was. I think I noted it. Um, Boys. That was, I think we talked about that a minute ago. I love the variety in your voice in that song. You really can hear it, the, the, the like the dynamic changes. Like in the beginning, it's all sweet and soft and delicate. You know, and there's some like, really nice, rich major harmonies in there. And then as it gets into it, you just your voice turns into this big, bold, you know, like lead vocal that just kills it on the chorus. So I think it's really cool. I uh, I admire your variety because that's something that's the biggest thing I think that destines people to not really be able to get off the ground is not having that dynamic vi- variety in their voice where everything it sounds good, you sing well, but everything sort of sounds the same. Um, that's not the case with you though. I just want to like carry you around my pocket every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know how long. Well, yeah. And you can, I've been playing music a lot, a long time and I, it just comes through. It's not just because I hear people, I know people that are very talented and they've just got these natural gifts, you know, which I always admired, but I was fortunate in that I was tone deaf when I started and I didn't have a lot of musical ability and I had to bust my ass uh, to really get to where I can do it now. Are we losing a connection here? Oh yeah, okay. It looks like we we may have temporarily lost her. Temporarily lost her there. Um, now, now I lost my thought too. I'm completely <laughs> sidetracked. No, you're so, just talking about how being tone deaf. Going up oh up. yeah, it was was really cool. It was a cool thing for me <laughs> because I had to work. Have you been hearing us the whole time? Are you no, there? No, no. I did you, and the internet broke. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> glad to have you back. Yeah, something happened. Stupid internet. No, Tony was just talking about how when he first started, yeah. how um he was so tone deaf and and how he had to learn everything going up and he did play me something back when like tony was in high school and it was i was terrible in high school (laughs) i've come a long way man it's been a lot of years of plugging at it and so when i hear somebody i can hear the difference when i hear somebody i'm like wow they've got a really natural gift a great voice um but i don't know if they're nurturing it or, or not and when i hear your stuff i hear your chops coming through and that only comes from one thing that's fucking hard work and just staying at it and i hear that and and that's why i give you respect i'm not trying to kick your ass or anything but i really do like your music and i and i think that uh i respect people who put the work in thank you i really i really do appreciate it and uh yeah i don't uh i didn't mean that joke Can't, okay well, you need a big is, pocket i'm a big guy you know, so. can you your picture back on skype because i do not need this big of a picture of myself there we go so, okay so um how you were talking about like down the road how you want to be able to help out like uh, young women and empower and stuff like that in the future. Um, what is some advice that you have for 
like you know some of those younger women that are coming out right now that are trying to to make it trying to be the singer songwriters and and you know do what do what you're doing and try to get to the the places you want to go to um well number one is like you have to work on your shit all the time you know like you got to write music all the time you have to practice your instruments play your instruments learn them if you don't know them you know write that flex that muscle and everybody always says that but it's not until you really start doing that that you realize how important it is to just constant it's like working out you know like when you work out all the time you look fucking good if you only work out every now and then you're not going to see any changes you're not going your body's not going to you know look good or anything like that it's going to be just you know doughboy for life if you don't do that you know dedication every day or every other day if you have to you know if you have to take a fucking day of rest but <laughs> work on your work on your shit you know definitely don't listen to people when they <sighs> total sidebar but you know that meme it says somebody in your hometown is still trying to be a rapper or whatever like that pisses me off because if it wasn't for those people trying to be rappers there wouldn't be rappers and there yeah. wouldn't be to idolize so fuck you guys the people judgment. the people that hate on those of us that are pursuing our dreams are the people that wish they were fucking pursuing their dreams that's where that, that's where that shit comes from man and i seen like um because obviously we're we're friends facebook friends stuff like that too a while ago i saw a little um uh, a rant i don't know if it's necessarily a rant but a thing you were talking about um uh, about your your music and how somebody was trying to veer you towards the dance music stylistic or electronic music way oh uh, yeah 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 people just like they're like oh you're a singer i'm like i don't like that shit. i don't want to like you know and i i swear i just feel like i had to pretend a lot in denver a lot is there's so much so much of that music in denver and you know, it was like, oh, do you want to work with this DJ? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I do want to work with you, but I know what's going to end up happening. Like, even Animal, I love Animal, and I think it's a really cool song in it. In it. The reason why I chose that song out of the producer, he kind of had, like, some beats that, you know, he wasn't using, and he's like, pick something out of here. And I chose that one because it had that 80s kind of, you know, Madonna vibe to it. So yeah. it wasn't really, like, as electronic, I guess I would say, as, as some of the other stuff in there. But I just... What was the question? God, you guys, no, sorry. Just, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, like, no, I'm too deep saying. in my breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just saying that um, how, how someone was trying to change, essentially, the, the music and the stuff that oh, you yeah, usually do. Oh, yeah, Like, you can get so much exposure. I mean, like, there's so many kids out there that listen to dance music. Like, it is nuts. It's, the like, the biggest industry you can get into. And if you can crack that, like, more power to you. Like, fucking take advantage of that. But... I just don't have the heart for it. Like, I can't get into it. I do not, no offense, I just don't, like, I don't get that music. It doesn't get me, you know? I've never really been into techno music, so it's just, I prefer real instruments, like, maybe because my dad's a guitar player and I grew up on acoustic guitar all the time, I just don't, the electronic thing does not move me the way that it does some people, so I just don't want to do that music because I don't, it's not true. It's not honest. I'm not, like writing that song because i like it i'm doing it because i'm collaborating or because you're paying me you know it's like that that's not art yeah and have you and has that happened a lot where people are like trying to get you to to do a song and you've had to pass up those opportunities just because that's not your style um i mean i had both half and half where i would do it or i get paid to do it and then other times where it was like 
we'd want to work on it. And I'm like, here's what I wrote, you know, and it just never really went anywhere because I'm pretty sure they didn't like what I wrote. I didn't really care for it either, but you know, it's more, it was more like, Oh, let's work together. And in like the names coming together or whatever it is, but it just wasn't, yeah. I don't, I just don't want to do that. You know, what's the point? Yeah. And that happens a lot. Do you remember when John Mayer did that song with, uh, wasn't it, was it Katy Perry or something when they were dating? I'm not sure. I don't know if you remember that. I'm glad you don't know. I don't think that, I heard. You, the fact that neither one of you know about this really reinstalls my my hope for society because it was a, it was a pretty big... Katie and John Mayer? Yeah. It was bad. It was such a terrible song. It was like this really cheesy love duet thing that they did. But it was horrible. But you could tell it was one of those things where like, well, we're dating. We have to. It's John Mayer and Katy Perry. We gotta do it. And it's just one of those things where it's like, exactly. I, I respect where you're coming from. You know, it's that putting the art first. You know, you gotta be true to yourself for the art to be true. And the, the art needs to be at the center of everything instead of the uh, the publicity or the amount of people you're gonna reach or whatever. And you know, at the end of the day, like I'm a person, I have a schedule, I have a family, I have a life, like I don't have time to do that kind of shit that just doesn't interest me, you know, like I spend all my day working on music with like all these guilts, like you should call your grandma, like you're not fucking doing anything, <laughs> you know what I mean, it's like all this and I'm like, oh, I'm working on my shit and, and it's just like, I don't have time to like put that much effort and you know like these life hours and these moments of mine i'm never going to get back i'm like throwing into my music and i don't want to do that with something that i don't give a shit about you know so well put so well, it's almost as if you know might as well just go get some day job or something if you're going to do something you're not into you know yes, exactly. yeah. yeah i always joked around with tony before because me and tony um used to work together at a day job and we used to do the thing and tony went to do his music full-time right and uh, when he was doing his music full time, um, I was always joking around with him. I was like, well, why don't you, can you do this, do this, do this for the show? And da, da, da. I'm like, you're just sitting at home. Anyways, Tony, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're not doing yeah. anything. You're just sitting at home. That's something I so relate to. Roxy is like, every, <laughs> he's not doing anything. Like, like, what's that yeah. guy doing? He's just, what's, what's happening? Like, but then fucking the, working. But Tony's uh, actually, because he's into the producing side of music. So now he's like working on a movie he's scoring. And so then he'll play stuff for me. And then I'm like, oh. All right, dude, never mind. Sorry. All right, you're working. Just sitting around here twiddling my thumbs every day, not working, <laughs> not doing anything. Yeah. When writing, I think, is a something. Do you write now, like right now you sat down to write an EP. Um, is that sort of generally how it works? Do you have periods where you write and the periods you don't? Or are you sort of always getting ideas? Yeah. How does that? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I definitely have. Oh, sorry. Um, I definitely have periods where I write and where I don't. And that's why I was saying to other people like, if I can give you advice, always write because when, you know, like when I first started writing my EP, when I got my first two tracks and by the way, like whenever I say this, I always wonder, are people like, Oh, she gets her tracks from somebody and like, but I've been looking for this a producer to make music that I'm doing for years. And I, I took coming out here and like, I knew it was meant to be the guy lives in the same part of town I live in. I just like had this gut, like and I saw his ad. I was like, this is the fucking guy. And it was, and, um, I just, the kind of music I'm making, like, it's been very hard to find someone to do that. So I just want to like side note that, you know, yes, I have someone writing my music, but I'm writing all the harmonies, all the lyrics, all the melody, like everything else besides the actual music I'm doing myself. Um, yeah, don't worry about those. But yeah, I, those are those same <laughs> fucking people. First, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Fuckers. Fuck you, haters. <laughs> like, fuck you, volleyball passion and your fucking bean dip. Like, we all care about that. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. So, um, but, uh, so, um, I was, oh, yeah. uh, I was telling Tony a long time ago as well, um, that I used to watch you do a radio show too. Oh yeah, that's right. You want to talk yeah. about that? My radio show. I miss that so much. Yeah. What'd you do? Do you want to talk a little bit about that radio show? Yeah. Okay. So I was a, uh, host of a weekly four hour radio show called the Roxy Lee Hart show, bitch. I was That's like, oh, awesome. it's going to be named after me. <laughs> like, was it an internet radio show? Yeah, it was on internet radio. Um, and it was through, um, there was a mile high underground was the name of it. And then there was windy city underground was our Chicago, um, affiliate. And then it was, it was, they ran it through a broadcast school. So I had this awesome little studio and it had like, it was on this like, you know, like suburban outdoor mall thing. And I had like windows around like two walls and I just got to sit there and fucking just talk shit for four hours and talk to musicians and say whatever the fuck I want. Like it was so bad. I had, I mean, I don't know why the fuck they wanted me on there. (laughs) I had nothing, like I had nothing to talk about. I just went on there and I just blabbered for four hours and I interviewed people and we talked about the most ridiculous like ridiculous this is sounding like really familiar right now (laughs) you know i know like that's why i know it took me a while to get back to you guys but that's just because like i'm a stoner and um you know like i have a bunch like i said i'm always like in my music and i don't I forget that other things are going on. So, you know, but no, this shit know. is so fun. Like having a radio show is the best. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You're that... like, you want to listen to talk for four hours? Are you kidding? Fuck <laughs> yeah. That's even better too because I was just thinking about it. It's a, um, is it the weed that inspires you guys? Because Tony's a, a, sto- a stoner too when it comes <laughs> to music. Um, I think it's an artistic thing for me, at least. Like, I have to, I have to smoke to write. That's an, I try not to talk about smoking at all. I don't like to promote like any sort of smoking, you know, tobacco or vaping or weed or anything. But uh, I do. I definitely shit out of that. do. Get to that for sure. Yeah, no, I'm a I'm a giant advocate of weed. I I really think people <laughs> should get down on the weed, whether you smoke it or vape it or eat it or whatever. Um. Yeah, for me too. It's a it, it is. It definitely helps with the creativity. There's nothing like you know smoking a joint and sitting down and writing a song. Like that's really, really, you really get lost in that world, you know, and the juices get flowing. So I can I respect that for sure. Would you say this just kind of popped into my head? But would you say, as a person who writes songs and smokes weed, I don't. God, I shouldn't be talking about this. But can you can you tell when someone wrote a song on drugs or not on drugs? Like, yeah, if it's good as fuck, they were probably yeah. on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean, I'm not, I don't do other drugs. I'm not like uh, advocating any of that. But um, just like I swear, you can just tell. Like, there's just a certain door that gets opened, and your mm-hmm. mind like goes places can't normally go, and you can just hear in the music like when you're like, who the how the fuck did you write this? <laughs> like, what? Fucking Jimi Hendrix with LSD just dripping down his forehead from his bandana and whatnot. Yeah, I, there's a lot of that. Yeah, I don't know if you can always tell, but definitely. I mean, I can tell when somebody wasn't on anything, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> this is natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then there's 
very vanilla things that get really popular. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's, isn't that such a weird thing? Like the things with the giant mass appeal or these really watered down generic, you know, whether it's music or comedy, anything, anything that's really widespread. It's like, it has to be so generalized that it yeah. becomes pale or boring or whatever. Well, mass appeal. It's like if you put six people in a room, you know, what are you guys all into? Cats. You know, that's why cats are so popular on the internet. Good point. You know, that's a good point. Interest so many people. So that's what we should do, Tony. We should. Uh, I'll put on the website. I'll just put a whole bunch of fucking cats everywhere, and yeah, we'll watch first blow up. Yeah. <laughs> According to Mike and Tony, with cats, with cats for no apparent reason. <laughs> Business advice to Roxy Lee. Yeah. <laughs> so are you a you're a cat person then for cats uh, over yeah, dogs. Yeah, I'd say I'd... cats what? over dogs. Sorry, this internet connection. Cats or dogs? Cats and dogs. Oh, beautiful. And all creatures all except creatures. like spiders and. Sh- what about yeah, uh, remember the bees. cartoon back in the day when we were growing up? Cat dog. I don't remember. That's like that. your, yes, that's like your. Cat- that's your ultimate pet right there, Roxy. Cat dog. Yeah. What's, what's the deal? It was like a cat and a dog mixed together or something? Yeah, it was a Siamese thing. It was yeah. like... Yeah. The other end. Yeah, there was a cat on one end and a dog on the other end. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, oh, wait, so it had two heads then? Yeah. Oh, my God. Thought there was weird shit on TV now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a, there's a little clip online about Ren and Stimpy. And it was like the shit that you used to watch when you were kids. And it was about like when Ren and Stimpy are like cho- and like sawing wood. And it's on the back of like um, Ren's back. And Stimpy is like humping his, the, using the saw as the hump. And he's like humping his back, humping his back. Good and he has God. to spit on it. Good and you're just like sitting there. You're like, wait a second. I was a kid watching this shit. That's like some grown up porn ass shit. <laughs> yeah, you don't even realize what you're watching. Okay. You know how weird we thought that shit was back then? Because it was just like super bizarre that they would. My husband and I were just talking about this, like bizarre that that would be a kids' show. Which he pointed out that's what kids are into is like farting and like gross up hair and boogers and stuff. But that's the, what they have on Nickelodeon nowadays, like Uncle Grandpa and shit. That shit is bizarre. I'm like, how how are kids watching this? And my daughter. You know, have you guys? My daughter watches oh. this one called Peanut and Pickle. Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> so weird. It's funny. Drugs. Yeah, <laughs> drugs. Yeah, drugs. <laughs> All of Disney XD is on drugs. <laughs> That's what I mean right there. You're like, you know, there's no question. Because no, like, normal, sober, regular mind could ever possibly come up with that. So there you go, you guys. Maybe <laughs> you so guys true. should start getting into cartoon writing, too, huh? Uh, <laughs> or stay away. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, or say compli- or go the other fucking way. Yeah. That's also a possibility. Actually, it's <laughs> funny. And just to let people too know, I want to remind them: just RoxyLeeHart.com is where you can check out her stuff. Oh yeah. And you can find her anyway. Just Google is probably the best way. That's what I did, and then you can find SoundCloud, listen to music <laughs> for free, and kind of sample stuff. And so, yeah, so all over the place. She's on iHeart. Uh, no, you're not. Uh, she's not. Uh, I'm sorry. She's on iTunes. Uh, YouTube channel. She has a few of her videos on there. Nice guys, animal boys, backseat, all that stuff. So, um, yeah. You even did that the uh, the cover of uh, Bulletproof, which was awesome. I like that too. Oh yeah. I wish that was longer. Yeah. So yeah. So do I. We, we were we were watching that, and I was like, it's only twenty seven seconds <laughs> fucking long. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of bullshit. So when you were doing, but you know what, we're working. 
towards that to get better. Okay. Uh, so you're having some time off from performing right now and kind of resetting and doing some writing and, and working on the guitar and stuff. When you were doing shows before, um, what was the show like? Were you, did you use backing tracks and stuff like that or? No, it was just, um, there was five of us and I was the only singer and we, I mean, they got, the guys did do a little backing up like gang vocal kind of stuff, but it was, a it was pretty band. much just me, did, uh, four sets for like 45 minute sets. And it was fun. Like Absolutely. we had a really good time. We played suburb barbs you know, or bars, you know. But we got the milfs dancing and <laughs> <laughs> got the milfs dancing. Yeah, that's the best because I get you know people are watching us, but we're watching the people, and that's what you know. That's our entertainment when we're up there. So right, right, I really right. love to do. It's fun to see all kinds of people just getting it on the dance floor. <laughs> Yeah, those four-hour gigs are hard work, huh? You know what? At first, I was really scared about it, but it helped me so much with my my voice. Like, I, I oh man, that like did so much for me vocally just to doing those. Because then we started doing back to back, so I would do two four hours um, on a weekend. You know, oh jeez, I never sang better. I don't think, and yeah. now I'm kind of worried because I haven't really done that since March. So. Yeah, no, it'll, I mean, you're still singing probably and stuff. And when you get back on it, it'll, it'll come right back. But I agree. There's no better rehearsal than live shows. That's the best practice in the world. Awesome. So, yeah, totally. So what is, okay. So I, um, we ask this question to every guest that comes on here. All right. You're stuck on a desert island, tropical deserted island. Uh, you have a way to play music. Okay. So anything that you can think of one album, but you're going to listen to that one album for the rest of your life. What album is it? And we'll, we'll while she's thinking, mine's Catch a Fire by uh, Bob Marley, the first album what? put out in seven. Okay. Do you know that you should like prep people for this question? Because <laughs> well, this I happens. Have like a whole catalog of favorites, and I'm just sitting here like an idiot, like, um. This happens every yeah, single time. We, it always make we. I feel like an asshole every time we ask this question, but it's worth it because <laughs> it makes you really think about it for a minute. Yeah. But anyways, so while you're thinking, mine was Catch a Fire by Bob Marley, came out in '73, one of my favorites. And then mine was uh, mine's Earth, Wind, and Fire, Gratitude, which is also in 1973. Oh yeah, I just got like a visual of you like dancing around your house doing housework, like <laughs> all up here. See, you're lucky enough that that's just in your imagination. I see that. Tony gets to see it. No, he just did it. That's real life. (laughs) So. Oh my God. I can't even focus on this ridiculous question right now. Uh, Like, I hate you. We we can come back to it. We can come back to it. Okay. uh, So while you're. you're, Yeah, it is. While you're thinking about it. What's yeah. uh what's a time that you're on stage? Was there any time that you've ever bombed playing? <laughs> I mean, every time. I don't know. <laughs> I just <laughs> No, I mean, I don't know. You I mean, Tony as a musician, you probably understand what I'm saying like. Oh yeah. You can have like, really good highs of things that happen that are like fuck yeah, fucking like kill that note, you know, and then, you know, you like fuck up one stupid ass thing and that's all you can think about. Oh tonight. man, like, I so oh, like, right. You can sing the second chorus first or the second <laughs> verse first, you know, and that's all you can think about. And it's funny how things will get distorted in your head sometimes too. Like I played a show on, uh, was that Friday? Th- yeah, Friday night. 
and uh, they recorded the whole show. And in my head, I had my loop. I use a loop pedal because I'm solo, and so I do all kinds of percussive stuff with the guitar. And shit stopped working halfway through the show, where I couldn't stop the tracks. I was having all these technical issues, just fighting through it, sweating my ass off. Got through the whole thing, and then, it, like you said, that's all. I just obsessed over it, like fuck. They just fucked up my whole night. I was off my game. <laughs> and then the guy gives me the recording, and I listen to it this morning, and I'm like. I, nobody knew the difference at all I don't think it seemed like everybody just had a great time and it was a, it was a great show but th- there I am obsessing over that shit just like oh man I can't believe that happened yeah well you know okay so do you remember that show give me the mic that was on like UPN yep. fucking 10 years ago yep and it was like Denver's American Idol I was on that show and I picked not a good song for my vocal range because they didn't have what I wanted. So I kind of had to pick something last second. I was like, uh, 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 that song. And I felt like, so after I did it, I was so mad that I didn't get to like, there was only like one part of the song where I got to really like show off, like, you know, my vocals and stuff. And like, they pointed that out and it was like on TV and I was so pissed. And it was like live TV. And I just was like, so it made me so mad. And then they send you like, this was long enough ago that you got a videotape. In the mail is when I was able to see it again. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then I watched it, and my oh my god! Also, my mom mailed it out to my whole family. Oh, gee. Um, <laughs> I gotta love mom. <laughs> I was like, huh, okay. Like it wasn't even like it wasn't even that. I wasn't bad. I didn't like mess up. It's just like. It was just like an okay, you know, it wasn't like that dynamic of a song. So, you know, it was like, I don't want to, no, I don't want to sh- shade anybody who wrote the song. So I'm not going to say who it was, but it was a, you know, well-known artist song, but it was just really like, more like a folky kind of thing. And it just didn't give the delivery needed. And that like killed me. But then I saw it. I was like, meh, yeah, I can live with that. Whatever. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's what makes that's what makes people better, though. You got to be you have to be self-critical. I mean, you, for me, I was talking about this on the show before is it's hard to find it, but it's worth finding that balance because you want to enjoy it. I mean, we do this because we love it. And so it, it's easy to get caught up in nitpicking yourself. And sometimes it is good to step back, like hearing that recording and going, well, shit, you know, and people had a great time. You can hear the crowd was having a good time. I was having a the fucking nightmare up on stage <laughs> in my head. But, you know, I've done it so many times. It's just going through it. Yeah, yeah. So good to enjoy it. Do you guys listen to your show ever? Do you ever play your show back and listen to it? Yes, all the time. I did a lot. Oh my God, I've never shows. <laughs> What's that? Say it again. I never listened to a single one of my radio shows. That's hilarious. That's uh, Joe Rogan says that about his. He doesn't really listen back. He says if he has a really interesting guest, he'll go back for the science stuff or whatever, but he doesn't really actually. I used to, in the beginning, I used to listen to every episode, and I, I don't know, lately I kind of I go through it because I have to go through it once just to make sure that technically there's no issues or whatever, um, but I don't really. It's more like I'm just trying to find those things. I don't know why. It's weird. I don't like listening to myself. I say a lot of stupid <laughs> shit. No, I listen to it. Yeah, I exactly. Hear, I hear myself. Oh, that's on the internet. Forever. Yeah, forever. <laughs> yeah, I know. Forever. I think about that because we do an hour and a half every week. This is our fifty third episode, and I'm like, this shit's out there forever. I, we've said some. I I know I've said some dumbass shit on the show. I listen back and go, Christ, can't believe I said that. Not to mention, you think about your family too. Oh, and there's the cat. There's oh, the, there's the cat. Yeah, there's the cat. She's gone. 
No, my family knows I say crazy things. I just, I'm always worried that, like, there's some going to be some Hunger Games type shit and the Capitol's going to, like, come back and be like, um, what the fuck was this about? And you're like, um, I don't, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you just have to surrender to it. Like, it's just, like, one of those things, like, every fucking thing is, you yeah. know, eventually there's going to be a history of everything yeah. you ever do. And it's like, fuck it, I am who I am. Do what you got to do, bitches. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So and thank God didn't have that when we were kids or in high school <laughs> at least we have that blessing, you know oh my gosh yeah. yeah these kids now their whole life's on record yeah nowadays they're fucked and they're assholes too. <laughs> well, that's the the funny. Somebody thing. had to say it. Those are all the all the memes and all the little vines, dude. That's what I get a kick out of. If I can see these retards everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to say that word, right, Mike? Oh, that's another one we say all the time. That you're yeah. not supposed to say that word. It's not. Okay. You're not supposed to say that word, Michael. Yeah, it's not okay. It's not politically correct. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's not nice though. Yeah. general yeah it depends i guess i guess it's how you say it to me intent is so fucking important and people leave that out it, people will get really into a word and be like yeah but how are they saying it and what does it mean you know where are they coming from and i don't know i feel like people get carried away but i th- there's some truth to that too and what was it the other day i saw something somebody had posted something that made me think twice about using that word <laughs> it's just some i can't remember what it was it was like a mother of a child who had like a learning disorder or something like that and oh, she put oh. something out there like just think twice before you use the word and Huh. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think sometimes I'm, you know, you're like OPC bullshit, but then if you think about it, it's like these words, maybe they're not offensive to you, but they've been like if you watch movies from like the 50s or like things that are just like really sexist or really racist and you're like, "Oh say. my god." Yeah. So yeah. offensive. Like I cannot fucking believe that, you know, it's you, you can see that even though it's, you know, it's it seems like it's just a normal word and it doesn't matter like it's it affects some people and it's like that's fucked up to I don't know. know. But you bring up a good point because it's so crazy how we do think of some of those older times as more conservative and, you know, there was less of, but man, they were slapping the shit out of women in movies and like it was a, like, don't talk back to me. You know, just backhanded like nonsense like that. Or you watch something and it's like an old man interacting with a, you know, a person of another race and they're like, blah, 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 boy or whatever they say. (laughs) You're like, ah, you're hurting my feelings. You're hurting humanity. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now that we've been complete keeping you completely occupied, uh, I'm sure that you've had plenty of time to think about <laughs> what your album is. You Got to give us oh, one. Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay, oh you know it just popped into my head so I'm just going to say it. Do it. And and I don't think it has anything to do with what you said earlier, but The Immaculate Collection by Madonna. I'm going to go ahead and say that. All right. Mm, that's a new one. There you go. Yeah. Never had that one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Dope. Love it. No, I need to get that on vinyl. I just realized that. Oh, nice. Are you a vinyl person? You got you like that? Yeah. We um, you know, we Denver and it's very hipstery and we were like, yeah, we need that. And now that we have it, it's <laughs> yeah. What's nice. And I want to put my own vinyls out, pink ones, of course. There you go. Oh, love it. What do you say, buddy? Yeah, we can we can uh, transition now uh, off to fun, fun facts. facts. Yep. So again, these are fun facts. Yeah, yeah, fun facts. Uh, every Friday, I try to send these out. Uh, if you guys are interested in getting onto the fun fact list, it's fifty of the weirdest, craziest shit that I find on the interwebs, uh, and you can email us at Mike and Tony Show at wromradio.net. 
So, Dollar, kick it off to your favorite. All right. I just want to give you um, some props for putting that together every week. That's a lot of shit to do. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of time on my hands and the day job, so. (laughs) I love how many people I get thank yous for it all the time, too. (laughs) Yeah, people mistakenly thank me all the time. Like, oh, thanks for doing that. That's awesome. We love it. (laughs) I always feel like like, I didn't do shit. Mike Mike did all of it. (laughs) I got it, though. Um, this one I put on, I actually shared this on our Facebook page. A man once ordered a TV on Amazon, but got a semi-automatic assault rifle instead. Rad. <laughs> and did you see that, what that person commented on there saying it was Joe saying that, uh, um, did what happened? Did they fucking return it or like they just got to keep it? <laughs> like, how did that shit work? That's our mistake. Here you go. Yeah. That Here's one's some, on us. Here's some ammo too. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, here you go, you guys. Flowers can grow faster by listening to music. Yeah, I'd heard stuff like that before that like plants are responsive to music. And that, that's a crazy thing to think about, right? Yeah, it is. I used to do land. I did landscaping for a lot of years and I had this, this boss that was, uh, he was a super, super spiritual hippy dippy type of dude. And, and he was, uh, he used to talk about how he could see the auras of plants. He said, he said, you could see them. They have like different personalities. And then I've also come across stuff too, talking about like, especially like in the psychedelic world where they talk about plants as teachers and like different plants are like sort of like they're these entities. So it's kind of trippy seeing hard science where they're actually physically reacting to music. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Cool. What about you? Want another one? Uh, yeah, do it. Yeah, there were so many. In Ireland, it's a tradition to leave a bottle of Guinness out for Santa Claus. Nice. <laughs> Drunk driving. Hopefully, he's like that's the last. Hopefully, that's the last spot that Santa he goes to. Really generous with the gifts when he's drunk, though. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that's true. There you go. Right on. We have spiked eggnog at my house right now, so that's what we're leaving out. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I'm gonna leave Santa out a bottle of Crown. Are you? Yeah. Santa's just getting fucked up. His face. That's why his face is always red. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew that guy was a drunk. I knew it. Good dude. Drunker. Good dude. Okay. Good so dude. here's this one. This one's crazy because everybody's <laughs> thinking like nowadays this 3D printing is like new shit, but 3D printing yeah. is a 30 year technology that is actually just now becoming popular because the patents that were once on them are now expiring or already expired. Wow. So that's why 3D printing like like for residential regular people is becoming popular because all those patents are now expiring. Damn. It's crazy. Dude, this was one we've actually talked a little bit about on the show, so it was interesting to see a fun fact on the one-fifth of non-musicians cannot control their vocal muscles and 35% can't match their voice to a note, a study discovered. Oh, there's a surprise. <laughs> yeah. A surprise is not <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was happy to hear it was that much. I always wondered because I've—I it's just an observation I had made in my life that there are people that can just hear tones and people that can't. And some of them are musicians, and I've heard musicians who can't hear tones. And when I started, I loved music so much, and I had such a passion for it, but I had no fucking ear. I couldn't, I didn't even know I was singing out of tune. It was a friend, a friend, I've told this on the podcast before, I'll keep it short, but I had a choir teacher uh, who was uh, my friend's mom, and she basically sat me down and said, hey, look, dude, you're not even singing in key. Do you understand what a key is? Do you know what the (laughs) note is you're singing? Let me show you. And sat down with me at a piano and just revolutionized my mind about it. And then from then on, I just worked really hard to develop 
develop the ear. Um, but I always wondered because I see so many people where I'm like jealous. I'm like, you're not even a musician and you can just hum along to a tune. Your voice is perfect. And you know, you didn't have to, I fucking slave for 20 years to get good at that shit. <laughs> and so it's, uh, it's interesting to hear that 35% of non musicians. And I think it's cool that they separate it like that because people like me wouldn't fall into it. Cause I can hear fine now. I got a great ear, but yeah. had to, had to work on it. So. I never even real. I never, cause some, like I said, I've always been a musician, so I didn't even really know that was a thing until you said, like, about your experience. That's crazy to be a musician who had to learn. I didn't even, I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. think you could learn that. Uh, you yeah, know, like, I don't think people think you can. I think <laughs> when I talk to people that are that are tone deaf, they think there's no hope for themselves. But Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, yeah, if one. you want to hear how good my ear has uh, come along, you can always go to TonyDollarMusic.com. <laughs> I always have to plug really cheesy. There's no other fucking way to do it. I don't know. Can we can we start a campaign to bring tones to the tone deaf masses? Like, guys, <laughs> this is a thing. I want to help these people. Yeah, all the aspiring awesome. tone deaf musicians. Oh my gosh! Oh, right. Yeah. So we've all nuked a burrito before. Popped in a Totino's pizza. Okay. A typical microwave oven consumes like- consumes more electricity powering the digital clock. Than it does actually heating your food. Wow, that's so. I'm gonna say something about my health. No, I get scared. <laughs> they do. Microwaves make me nervous as hell. Anytime that thing's going, I like yeah. try to be in the other room. Don't let the kids. But don't worry it. about it, dude. Obviously, there's not enough electricity going into it because it's powering the digital clock more than heating your food. I guess, but I'm not worried about the electricity. I'm worried about the microwaves going through my brain. <laughs> Is there something we can do about that? Not use a microwave. Yeah, not nuke. <laughs> not nuke. <laughs> but you don't I have a Hello Kitty microwave. You have a what? A Hello Kitty microwave. What? Yeah, I love it. Hold on, wait. I'll take you on a little tour of my house. Oh, look so, at this. It is no joke, a Hello Kitty microwave, you guys. Look Looking at this. Toaster. There's pink everywhere. There's pink toaster. She has a Hello Kitty toaster. <laughs> you know... Hey. Love that you got the Christmas tree going in the holiday. Hello Kitty tree. All right. If my daughter, my little, my my daughter's two and a half years old. If she went over your house, she'd go crazy with all this Hello Kitty stuff everywhere. Tell her to come over. (laughs) Look at that. Do you have, okay. So she has the Hello Kitty that um, sticks on the window and dances. Wow. That's crazy. You got a lot of Hello Kitty going on. That is awesome. I can't, every time I hear, I'll never hear, hear, I've told this in the podcast too, I'll never hear Hello Kitty the same after I was in Vegas one time and saw a shirt and it was like Hello, the the, uh, logo, like the cat, Uh like what she's got there, except there was like an extra line drawn and so it made the cat, it looked like boobs basically Uh, and said Hello hello, Titty. I don't know why, it was like a fart joke, it was like one of those terrible fucking things that I just saw and just couldn't stop laughing, my wife wanted to fucking kill me, she's like, that is not funny. But now every time I hear Hello Kitty, that sh- fucking shirt pops into my head. And I remember. So you're at Hello. So I'm showing you my Hello Kitty house, and you're thinking about titties. <laughs> yeah, but I, that's all the time, though. That has nothing to do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you know what's funny? Um, that was actually one of our fun facts one week was about Hello Kitty. How she's uh, Hello Kitty is not a yeah. cat; it's a British girl. Did you know that? That's their official statement. They that Hello Kitty yeah. is not a cat. Oh, you I know mean, that. And people were all upset about it. I'm like, you suspend your imagination for the most ridiculous shit, and you can't just accept that Hello Kitty is a girl. Like, oh my god, parents, like, so fine. True. She's a girl. Do more of her shit. Like, I don't care. I think people should have been more offended if they were to like, Hello Kitty is actually a boy. 
<laughs> or if she's in Hello Kitty is a dog, I would be like, I'm dog boy. It took me. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> all right. How about uh, how about this one real quick? Since we're all uh, generationally the same, the classic Michael Jackson song, "The Thriller," was originally titled "Starlight," um, and it had the same oh. melody but it had different lyrics. So crazy. <gasps> yeah. I was like, Starlight. Yeah, exactly. I was doing the same thing this morning. I like singing it to going, I can imagine that. It's not bad. That's not bad. Oh, my gosh. Dude, this. No, they did it. They, it was better. It's better than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one uh, was really fucking crazy. This is like the opposite of those sad ones we hear. Um, a man was given a 13 year sentence for armed robbery in 2000, but the state of Missouri forgot to put him in prison, and they only noticed in 2013, 13 years later, when it came time for his release. <laughs> Dude never went to jail. It made me wonder what happened after, though. Did they go hunt? Did they make him do the sentence? Or? Well, I mean, obviously the dude kept clean for thirteen years because right. he didn't get caught. Can you imagine what like the that? fuck would they have done if they pulled him over and they're like, "Wait, you're supposed to be in jail. Oh, you broke out, huh?" <laughs> like, no, I, you guys never put me. In jail. Yeah, no, you guys never put me in jail. Sorry, I'm not dropping the ball. Well, how worthless does this guy feel? Like. Oh, you forgot. Nobody even cares care. about. Nobody even cares about you that much that you didn't even put you in jail. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! Oh my god! One last one. Can I do one more? Yeah, do one more. Uh, uh, when Twister, the game Twister, first came out, it was denounced by competitors for being sex in a box. <laughs> you can see yeah. it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like yeah, playing. I never. I never liked playing Twister because you know why? Because I always felt like anytime that I played Twister, and this is like in school and stuff, I always felt like kids had smelly ass feet. And so even yeah. as an adult, I don't want to smell smelly feet playing a game that you're supposed to touch people. That's such a good point. <laughs> We're equally OCD in that regard. So. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's the fun facts, you guys. If anybody wants to, again, subscribe to them, then it's Mike and Tony show at WROMradio.net. Uh, and again, I just a list and you get the 50 craziest shit every week. Yep. You can also go to Mike and Tony. Okay. You can check it out. MikeandTonyShow.com. All our episodes are there. Cool pictures and shit. Check that out as well. Yep. What do you say, dude? You want to move on to yeah, the... Uh, move on to a little bit of the news. So, again, craziest shit that's happened this week is what? That San Bernardino thing. Yeah. You're... Yeah. What's it like out there? Being a little closer. Is that is- um, to be honest with you, I didn't even hear about it till it was on Facebook. Yeah, same. A lot. I've been watching it like live, but I didn't. You know, like again, I'm like in my music all day, so I don't. I didn't have the TV on or anything like that, so I don't. I feel like it does. It's like it's not. It, I don't know. Okay, this is the thing about LA that's super weird. The things that happen here. They don't, I feel like they get more, like, coverage outside of, like, I hear more about things from, like, my parents outside of L.A. asking me about stuff than I do here. Like, nobody, like, the water crisis, for instance, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody talks about it. Nobody says anything. Nobody does anything. It's super bizarre because when you're outside of California, you're like, oh, my God, they have no water. What are they doing? How like, funny. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Oh, Not a thing. Thing, nothing. We have a pool. I have a fountain <laughs> in my apartment complex that runs all the time, and we have two buildings oh that have identical 
one fountain. Like, it's so weird. I don't understand. Like, it's just, yeah. you don't, like, the things that happen here do not, like, they don't, I don't know, they don't tell us or what it, well, it's one they of don't those, penetrate. There's, I don't know. I think you hit it right on the head. I think it's that idea that it's sort of like everybody in the world, even not just the U.S., the whole world's sort of watching L.A. and Hollywood, and it's just one of those things. It's kind of a, a bizarre thing, but you're probably right. I mean, we hear about California shit all the fucking time. I left that place yeah. behind. Stop covering it already. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's worried about us, but us. We're like, we don't care. Yeah, <laughs> we get sunshine. Yeah, it's sunshine. It's seventy-six degrees every day. Uh, it is. It's, it's right now. So this is a, this is another sad. This was sad in the news. Is uh, Scott Wayland? Oh, Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, he, uh, he was just at my work ago. I just saw him like three weeks ago. Oh, really? Scott yeah. Wayland, huh? Wow. Yeah. My, I, like I said, I work at St. Rock. Um, if you're in Southern California, please come. We have an awesome music venue. But uh, yeah, he played like three weeks ago with the uh, Wildabouts. Wow, that's so cool. He's uh, he's one of my all-time heroes. I was a big uh, grunge guy and Pearl Jam and, and all that kind of stuff. And so I was really, in, that was actually the first concert I ever went to was a Stone Temple Pilots concert. And the one thing that the memory that I that stood out from that concert too was uh, it was getting crazy. There was a mosh pit going, people were rocking out and stuff. And a couple of uh, kids jumped up on the stage and started thrashing around. And the security guards came out of nowhere, grabbed them. I mean, it's like a green light for those guys. I mean, they were just fucking body slamming. I mean, just killing the kids almost. And Scott Whalen got really pissed about it, and he stopped the show. He's like, "Stop, fucking stop!" And then he starts screaming at the security guards through the microphone, like everybody was just like the crowd went silent it was dead silent and he was just he was like what the fuck are you doing to these kids they're just trying to have a good time you motherfuckers get on the stage if you want to get on the stage and then they started rocking out and security guards were like uh, okay and so they just kind of stood back there's probably like 30 40 people it was a small stage this is kind of when they were first starting out and uh, everybody just jumped up there and started rocking out and uh, it was a great show it was probably unusually crazy i had a fucking guy punch me i <laughs> punched me in the back of the head yeah oh yeah so but it was fun but it was fun it was a good time but that that memory stood out that he like stopped the show didn't even give a fuck was like dude what are you guys doing to these kids like jesus because you do see that a lot you know where security guards sort of have that it's, it's oh, a yeah. green light and yeah. do whatever the fuck you want but it was sad it's sad Our to security guards were really cool at st rock just so you guys know awesome <laughs> one more reason to go there um yeah <laughs> sad 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 his passing um i heard a, a number yeah. of people kind of saying that he'd been you know, he'd lived a cr kind of a crazy life, a lot of his life. And so um, I had one particular friend who's a diehard fan, and he said he was surprised, you know, he had made it this long. Um, but we, they never actually released what he died of, did they? Uh, what did they just say? He fell asleep in his... Yeah, he said he died in his sleep bus. on the bus. Yeah. yeah, but they didn't really specify why. I think everyone was kind of like, yeah, yeah, not too worried about it. It fucking sucks. He's gone, man. Yeah. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, STP. Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> My dad used to always call them Stone Temple Dogs because he used to mix them up with Temple of the Dog. Oh, you remember that group? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super dad. Yeah. yeah. Your dad trying to be hip. Your dad trying to be hip. <laughs> what else, buddy? What do you got? Uh, more stuff. There's uh, the... Uh, where was, what was I just looking at? This guy bought... Uh, actually, wasn't just any guy. The owner of the Indianapolis Colts bought Ringo Starr's uh, drum kit for $2.1 fucking dollars, man. 
That's wow. insane. It's ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. It made me wonder what's going on with him. I mean, because I've heard he's fine financially, but he's like auctioning off all this shit now. Like really? all this old stuff. Something uh, that once belonged to Paul, too. It was like a guitar or some shit he just auctioned off. And he's just <laughs> fucking raking in the loot, selling old shit. Wish I could sell my old instruments and get that much money. Two point five, yeah, two point one million. Yeah, <laughs> you got a whole bunch of guitars and stuff down here right now. You can. <laughs> I should put it on Craigslist and put it as two point one mil. Yeah, two point one mil. Tony Dollar. <laughs> put it on eBay. No, people on eBay will do that. Right. I've heard. Um, I mean, yeah. That says I don't. Know. Leave it. Yeah. Put the put the buy it now price it. is ridiculous. Just put the buy it now price is like a million dollars, and the starting bid is fifty thousand. Hey. If you do this, do it, and I get a cut because I helped you. Yeah. But let's do this. <laughs> you. I'm totally down. It, it always be worth it just to try to see if there's any crazy fuckers out there. Would, yeah, I'm sure. And then, yeah. like, you know, I'm sure. And then, and then we'll, we'll get a guitar. We'll get a guitar, and we'll just like have Roxy sign it, and like this is Roxy Lee's first guitar, two point one, and I'm sure somebody would fucking buy that up. <laughs> Now I have an idea. I have to give you a cut. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, this this uh, I saw this really cool article. Uh, you guys know Public Enemy, obviously. Uh, they were doing a show in England, and the fucking guy, the taxi that was supposed to take them to the venue, uh, pieced out and didn't take him with him. And there was just a fan that happened to be there because they were at some signing or something like uh -huh. that. And I think he had a Ford focus and he was like, he offered to take him to the show and they said, fuck yeah. So meanwhile, their publicists and their manager and shit are freaking the fuck out. Cause they're in the car with some random dude. Um, but they were like, they were posting stuff online while they were doing it and riding with the guy. It was the time of that guy's fucking life, man. I'm sure. Yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> I thought that was so cool. Oh man. my gosh. You ever seen like, um, does it, do you guys, anyone who watched Conan? Uh, used to. I watched him. Dude, well, Conan does like oh, yeah. he does this. Uh, he did a ride along Uber with uh, Ice Cube and Kevin Hart, <laughs> and that oh, shit, shit was fucking <laughs> hilarious, dude. The Uber driver picked up Conan O'Brien, Ice Cube, and Kevin Hart. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. You know that Uber driver was like, "What the hell?" And at the same time, they're like, they're, they're talking to the Uber driver, and they were like, "Yo, um, take us to the spot for the weed. <laughs> take us to the spot for the weed." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking hilarious. Um, so this one, this is not a new new article. This th I just came across it recently, uh, but this this actually came out in like February. Did you guys hear about this dude in Central America? I can't remember which country it was, uh, Nicaragua or something like that. He was a fisherman, and he was off uh, off the coast fishing in a small boat with one other dude, and got swept out to sea in a storm, and then his fucking engine died, and like everything that could go wrong went wrong. They wrote, wrote him off as dead eventually. Dude was out there for 14 fucking months. 14 months 14 at sea? 14 months at sea. And then he washed up uh, in the Marshall Islands. And it was like, it's if the Marshall Islands is one of the most fucking remote places on the entire yeah. planet. And there's it's like a series of like thousands of islands. And he barely hit the southernmost island and they said if he missed that he would have just gone all the way to like the philippines or something like that and he would have been out there another fucking half a year or whatever oh my God. yeah so but they then they found him the dude he washed up on shore and and it's just a great there's a lot to it i google that shit look it up it is so interesting and he's done a couple of interviews um but it was just it's real and i think he's got a book that's going to come out and stuff now um but dude was out there and it was it was a nightmare the other guy died he was with a younger guy guys like uh, 37 or something 
something like that. And uh, so he survived by fucking eating. Uh, He got really good at catching fish with his hands over the side of the boat. He was catching turtles, uh, eating birds that would like land on... Yeah, crazy shit. And what happened to the other kid was that, and it was, they didn't even know each other. His normal partner that goes out with him wasn't available. So he just found this kid and was like, hey, I'll pay you 50 bucks to come out. The guy, kid goes out and he ended up dying because uh, they were eating all this crazy shit. And the kid got sick as hell and then refused to eat after that. He's like, I'm not eating anymore because they were eating raw birds and stuff, for oh. God's sake. And so so the kid refused to eat and he basically, you know, he just kind of gave up. That's how the other guy described it is like slowly, you know. He, and the dude's stories was, they was so nuts. He said to stay sane, he was like fucking talking. He pretended the guy was alive. He said, he, <gasps> the way he talked about the whole experience is that he described it as he would have never got through it if he wasn't able to make believe. Like he would get up on the boat and pretend he was going on a long long walk like in his old neighborhood and would just like walk back and forth on this teeny little boat and like like when the guy died he just didn't want to accept that he died so he just pretended his life he would have conversations with him and shit and then he realized he had gone off the deep end one night when he was like laying there it was like a full moon and he was just talking to the dude and talking to the dude and then all of a sudden it was like he realized for the first time oh fuck this guy's dead <laughs> but he had been dead God. for a long time <laughs> so at that point he was he you know put him over the you know over the edge put him into the water and and just kept going going man just fucking grinding it out and and surviving like a motherfucking beast uh and he said he would see sharks regularly he had to watch for sharks when he's fishing so i'm rambling like a motherfucker but this story caught dude it captivated me Jesus. i couldn't even believe it what what kind of vessel was he in that he was it's like a really small fishing boat and I guess when they first went out, this is the ironic thing, is that they had like a refrigerator, like a giant refrigerator full of a bunch of fresh fish that they'd caught. And then they had water uh, and like a bunch of other stuff. And uh, during the storm, the initial storm, it was causing the boat to be real top heavy. And so he, they chucked all the fucking food and all the water. Oh, they wow. had to. And then he's out there and he literally survived because you can't drink ocean water. You really shouldn't do this either. Uh, but he didn't know any better. He was literally drinking urine and turtle blood was his only form of liquid intake while he was out there. They said he, he, Holy he, shit. I know. They said his liver was just infested with parasites. Like he was in bad shape. It took him like months to recover when he finally got back. But, and he's like super shell shocked. Like he's a super shy guy now. And like, Jeez, dude. he, he was out on a boat. He just recently went out on a boat again for the longest time. He was like, fuck the ocean. I'm never going out there again. <laughs> but now he's, I guess he got over it somehow. God. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. 14 months that's fucking ridiculous fucking insanity man yeah yeah i can't even yeah, believe just it. waking up and doing the same thing over and over again yeah eating your fingernails and doing what you gotta do man it's like God damn. i don't think i was thinking of how small a percentage of people are that guy's you know fortitude of mind you know like i would have yeah i would have been the absolutely. dead guy for sure you, <laughs> fuck i'm not eating sure. raw birds I don't know. I hate to say it, but I feel like after a while, I would have just jumped in and taken a deep breath and been like, fuck this. I'm not, I can't, there's no, you know what I mean? When you get to the point where you've been out there baking in the sun with no cover for 10 fucking months, like to be able to have that mental strength. He said what got him through too was his, uh, his grandmother had always told him people who commit suicide go directly to hell and there's no God, no questions asked. So, so he, oh, wow. so yeah, he was raised that way. So he said that was like the big thing. See, I don't have that. I would have been like later. Yeah. This you is know? too like, fucking much. I'm not eating another turtle. Universe, what up? You know, like <laughs> I don't know. Damn. Damn, that's incredible. That's 
I, I mean, that you hear stories like that, it makes you feel like a piece of shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. like, wow. like, what did you do today? I, I yeah, do my life yeah. what did you do today? Yeah. Eh, I didn't do much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Insane, insane. Um, here's a lighter one. This is another one from Great Britain. I don't know why. Sorry. I love this. <laughs> I've done that in the best possible way. <laughs> no, no, you're all good. Uh, in in Britain, though, there's the I guess there was this domestic dispute call where the cops were called because some dude was screaming. He's like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you." This, you read this yeah. too? You want to tell it? It was this. Uh, he came on hearing this like shouting, and and the neighbors called the police on him because they heard a woman and a man shouting and screaming and fighting, and there's a whole bunch of banging around. Right. When the police got there, they were like, you know, here for domestic abuse um, a call. You know, what's going on? Is your wife OK? And he's like, I'm not married. And he goes, OK, well, is your is your girlfriend OK? He's like, well, I don't I don't I don't have a girlfriend. I live alone. And he was like, what? What's going on here? Come to find out this dude had a big ass fucking spider in his house. <laughs> And he was trying to kill, and he was like, his screams were so high pitched, and at some points in time, like, I'm gonna kill you, like loud, and it, they thought that it was like a man and a woman <laughs> fighting inside of this house. This poor dude's all over the news, all over the fucking. Turns news. out it's just a fucking spider. Oh damn! But that was awkward coming to work on Monday morning. Yeah. Like, Hi, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Hi, oh. Jim. I heard you can hear the, hit that uh, high note, Jim. Oh, he's they're never going to let him live that shit down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's got free- cool. You know, I'm scared of spiders, too. Fuck that. Fuck Hell spiders. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. You're I'm scared? scared of spiders, well, too. That's what they said is uh, nothing's more scarier than seeing a spider leaving to come get a shoe and then coming back to it being gone. Oh, God. So what if you came back and he was carrying a shoe? That would be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> arachnophobia style yeah. shit oh my god yeah i'm super paranoid i i have to confess i i almost always check my shoes i'm like that you don't know this you don't know me roxy i'm super ocd about a lot of shit uh, but that's something i always do it's just that fear of like putting your foot in there and it's like where i grew up i grew up in fresno california i don't know if you're familiar it's like in the central valley in california but there was a shit ton of black widows where i grew up and uh, I was always scared shitless that that would happen. And then I put my foot in a shoe and there's some black widow going, oh, fuck, you're trying to smash me. And bite me and put my ass in the hospital. Fucking nervous system That's breakdown. That's not a bad habit to have, though. Caution. I'm always about caution and safety. Yeah. I'd say okay. I'm approaching 70 million shoe checks, though. And I don't think I've ever found a spider. <laughs> but the one time, but the one time that yeah. Tony, the one time that Tony doesn't check it, there's going to be a fucking tarantula in oh, his shoe. God. Oh God! Don't say that. It's gonna, it's gonna be like, like yeah, it's gonna oh. be the biggest spider you've ever oh. <laughs> encountered. The last spider you ever see. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. Um. You, yeah, let's see here. Oh, do you guys hear about Morgan Freeman? He uh, his plane almost. What? Like, yeah, he was in a plane. He was flying to Texas to do something. They were working on some uh, documentary for National Geographic, like the origins of Jesus or something like that. Uh, but he was flying there, and the something happened with the plane. Like the the landing gear got all jacked up, and the guy had to like emergency land it. Uh, like not even at an airport or anything. And everybody was fine. Oh. Everybody survived. And uh, Morgan Freeman was on board too. And he said. Uh, it's funny how we it makes me wonder how much of the, how many times this shit happens and somebody like morgan freeman isn't on board and no one ever hears about you know some <laughs> yeah. random landing out in the middle of nowhere that's true can ask pilot though <laughs> got, terrifying. gotta be thankful yeah. for pilots to know what the fuck they're doing you know yeah i mean able to land shit like that what was that movie with uh was it denzel washington 
where he was a yeah a pilot. Yeah, he was a pilot. He was fucking doing coke and. Yeah. Yeah, but but at the same time, like I kind of respect. I mean, he was super skilled. Was that a true story? Was that based on a true story? Oh, I just make that sure. Story. Yeah. Oh, no, you don't even I, know. I don't like it how it gave me new like plane anxieties. I'm like, I already had plane anxieties. <laughs> I can then, see like, that. Like, you can visualize it really well when you watch that movie. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's so true because then so, you like, realize. Right so now, do before you get on a flight, do you sit there and you're like, um, can I see the pilot, please? I just want to make sure that. Uh, He's not sweating, pupils dilated, anything like that. Is he good? Pep talk myself, though. Like, you're going to make it through. I visualize myself landing, getting off the plane, and being safe. Like, I didn't, I don't like, it just, I don't know. I'm anxiety, and I, I'm always thinking about my death, and, like, it's just, I don't want to fall out of a fucking sky into a fire. <laughs> i totally hear you falling Um, i've never heard it as as described that way as falling out of the sky yeah that would be a bummer though (laughs) it's never going to end well if you're falling out of the sky yeah no (laughs) sounds awful um we are coming down to the last few minutes here we'll hear the the musical kick in when we're done yeah i just want to i want to thank you this is a long podcast an hour and a half and we appreciate your time i know you're busy um and we just thank you for coming on the show and and uh, having a good time with us fucking shooting the shit hope you had a good time too thank you yeah i did thank you so much i really appreciate it and i'm just gonna um say my things real fast yeah go ahead please do well first of all you guys are awesome and i really enjoyed your podcast about the payola thing because i didn't know anything about that but um now it's something that's in my mind but um uh thank you for having me on roxyleeheart.com is my website and um instagram it's at roxyleeheart or you can just google me and find my shit that's the easiest way to go coming out soon yeah hell yeah google it google it bitches you better do it too yeah no, it's, yeah, it's been a good time. And again, once you do Google her, you guys listen to those music. Like we were saying, the the animals are a really good one. Um, Tony's favorite is Boys. He likes that one. Um, but most importantly, her SoundCloud is, is is a good amount of music on there too. So, yeah, lots of free stuff too. You can you can listen and, and decide. And I've got the iTunes. I'm definitely gonna get Boys. I'm probably gonna get Animal too. Good shit. Good stuff indeed. And just a reminder to all the listeners too, we love the fuck out of you. Thanks for listening and downloading this podcast where you're listening on WROM Radio, to whom we are very grateful for, or you're listening on iTunes or wherever. Thank you for your support. Um, if you ever want to check out our, our website, you can do that. we got all the episodes and some extra stuff on there too, MikeAndTonyShow.com. Of course, I'm a musician, musician singer-songwriter. Uh, you can check my music out at TonyDollarMusic.com, everybody. Yes. Follow our Twitter. We're good to go. Um, but again, we're going to have next show next week, uh, lining up another guest. Um, but if anybody, again, is interested, has some feedback for the show, uh, let us know. Again, Mike and Tony show at WROMradio.net. Um, Roxy Lee Hart, everybody. Check her out. She's very, yeah. very worth your time. All right. All right yeah. there, you guys. That's a good show. We've had a great time. <laughs> And with that, Tony Dollar, that's a wrap, buddy. Boom.